0: Thank you for listening to a dog training podcast that is like no other. We talk real, we share information based on 25 years of training dogs and working with their owners. Sit back and enjoy our podcast that will create more questions than you started with. If you find yourself wanting more, please join us in our dog community at dogtraining360.com and ask all of your questions. We hope to see you there. Hi y'all, this is Joe Dickinson, dog trainer of 25 years. Dog Behavior Specialist, Cowgirl, Horse Trainer, Animal and People Lover, Book Author, Entrepreneur and Business Owner. I am talking to you from, well, anywhere in the world, actually. I do travel a lot, but my home base is my family ranch in Ogden, Utah, where I live with my humans, our five dogs, seven horses, three cats, and many sheep and chickens. My passion is helping people build the human-animal bond through connection and training. I love teaching people how to train their own dogs, and my specialty is knowing that there is not just one way to do this. Dogs and people are all individuals. My goal is to help you find methods and tools that work for you, your dogs, and your current life situation. I'm a published author of the book, available on Amazon, Training Through the Eyes of Your Dog. I'm excited for you to join me in Dog Training 360, where I will share my successful tips and training methods gained by working with thousands of dogs and their families for over two
1: decades. I can't wait to go on this journey
0: together with you and your...
1: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Rebecca Dixon, pediatrician, dog trainer, horseback rider, and animal lover talking to you from Costa Rica, where I live with my family, including Oxford the Border Terrier and Mocha the German Shepherd. In my United States-based pediatric medical career, I spent 23 years working to improve the lives of children and their families, first through public health research and then as a pediatrician. I spent eight years as an ICU doctor taking care of children and their families during the most challenging times of their lives and then three years as a community-based general pediatrician. I am a pediatric researcher and published author in the areas of teenage parenting, adolescent health, and pediatric traumatic injury. In the summer of 2021, my wife and I officially embarked on a new adventure by retiring from medicine and moving from the United States to Costa Rica with my 80-year-old mother. Today, I am thriving by immersing myself in a brand new culture and language, learning new sports like surfing, growing vegetables in our yard, and playing with our dogs on the beaches and tropical jungles that surround our new home. For the past 12 years, I've been a boots-on-the-ground regular dog owner, just trying to work full-time and learn how to raise and train my own dogs, including a leash reactive rescue dog and two puppies. Through my life in medicine and my life as a dog owner, I know based on research and personal experience that dogs contribute positively to human health. I am super excited to join Dog Training 360 so that I can share my tips, tricks and learnings with you so that you can improve the relationship that you have with your own dogs. Hey everybody, welcome to Dog Talk. This is Rebecca in Costa Rica and we've got Joe on the ranch in Utah. And today we are going to talk about what to ask a trainer when you're starting to investigate them as a possible person to work with, with your dog. Yeah. So um, this is a topic that I think a lot of people have questions about. And so we we have some thoughts on that. First of all, Joe, I'm curious, are there do you feel like when people approach you new, like mm-hmm. n- have not worked with you before, maybe even those random people who uh connect with you not even through a referral. Yeah. Yeah. Um or a close friend, um sort of a blind call kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people come um to those scenarios with a prepared list of questions? Is that the norm or is that the exception. It's definitely
0: the exception for sure.
1: And when people do come to you, uh, with, with a list of questions Mm -hmm. is what's, what's your opinion about that? Do you get put off or do you welcome it? Or what do you, what do you think?
0: Well, I think that both honestly, I, I love it when they ask questions, but I don't love it when it, they start interrogating. Um, interrogating. And, and I've definitely had both. So I think you have to be careful about when you're, you know, the questions that you have should be very very specific to the dog and the troubles that you're having or your goals that you have for your dog not generic information because i feel like anybody could look up dog training 360 and and get those questions answered and really any do- dog trainer out there has some kind of a website that says hey this is who my who i am so You know, are they an e-collar trainer? Are they a positive reinforcement trainer? Are they, you know, a science-based trainer? There's all those things, but know before you call, um, so that you can get into your specific situation with your dog, and and if you agree with, you know, what they're telling you based on on your dog and their philosophies around your dog and your scenario.
1: To do a little bit of your own research mm-hmm, for, for sure, to figure out like who this person is in the world, mm-hmm. what message are they putting out publicly, mm-hmm. and then put, ask specific questions about your dog and your scenario instead of like the interrogation type questions might be things like, what methods do you use? That kind of thing. Is that, is that how that feels? Yeah,
0: it's more, um, it's more, how much do you charge? And why does this trainer only need, you know, or why does this trainer need 30 days to train my dog and take my dog and you only do two weeks, but you charge more where wow. you don't even you, like, I, then I'm going into, well, you know, here's, here's why, here's my, my fl- I don't know what that other trainer's doing. Like, I can't. I can't give you that information. I don't know why it takes them a month to get it. This is, you know, I'm 25 years into this, you know, behavior specialist. I, you know, so I, I feel like I have to justify myself all of a sudden as instead of really getting into how I can help your dog and how I can help you. Um, if you want your dog to be gone a month and they can help you reach your goals, that's fine. You know, and sometimes people are traveling for a month and I do take dogs for a month, but it's, it, it, I want to have and do the most that I can for your dog in the least amount of time so that I can get them back home and get them working with you instead of them sitting with me for a month. And then, you know, I, I don't know anybody that wants to be away from their dog for a month for training if they don't have to, you know, but, but I don't, I feel like I have to defend myself when it's approached like, why do you only need two weeks? And how, why are you better when they take a month, you know, so they must be better. So it's that feel to it. So it's kind of your approach on, you know, what it should really all be about more personal stuff instead of trying to compare you to other trainers and what they're doing. You have to agree with it.
1: Got it. So examples, scenarios of, of questions that you feel like you could really both embrace and also answer adequately would be things like, I have a dog who is a black lab. He's six years old. He is, um, we, we, he barks every time he sees another dog when we're out on the, walk with a you know and he's on leash and sometimes I feel like he's gonna get loose and go attack another
0: dog mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: how would you what would you do to help me in that situation how would you approach that training situation yeah. is that is that yes. a good yep does, is that something that feels good to
0: yep. you? yep yep and you know it's okay to ask you know training philosophies hey I I I understand on, you know, based on your website, this is what you do. Can you explain it a little bit deeper as it relates to my dog? Right. Not generic terms, you know, like really get into, because this is your dog. This is your companion. This is your journey. And generic dog training doesn't, every dog doesn't fit into everybody's program. Or their philosophies. And so, and, and a lot of it's how you believe. Can you embrace it? So that you can take your
1: dog on this journey with you. Can you, as the you now dog speaking, owner, the dog mm-hmm. owner? Can mm-hmm. you, as the dog owner, embrace what the trainer that you're talking to is telling you mm-hmm. about the philosophies, the training methods that that they'll anticipate doing? What, you know, mm-hmm. go, going on the journey with you. With can yeah. you embrace that? Does that ring true to you as something you want right. to? down that yeah. pathway yep.
0: your dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody is expensive to, to somebody, right? I mean, whether I charge a dollar or $5,000, it's, it would be expensive to somebody. And right. so instead of, you know, approaching it that way, you know, what are all my options? Not just, I heard that I need to do a board and train and tell me all, you know, how much does that cost and what it is and versus, you know, here's my dog, here's my challenge, you know, what, what are all my options with the pricing and, and what should I expect and um, so that you can make an educated decision and, an educated decision on is the money worth it to put you know I can get on board this you know trainer is going to be with me through this journey and it's a little bit more expensive but I 100% agree with you know what they're what they're doing so I think it's really deeply educating yourself in your scenario what they have to offer as it relates to your dog
1: that makes sense. Do you find that most people who are going down this pathway and asking questions do you find that they that it, uh, cost is is a t- hot topic?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, so.
1: So does it help you when people come in or would you recommend for people to really think about a budget beforehand?
0: I think you should be prepared um when you when you call a trainer that you're going to pay anywhere from $800 to 600 as uh, to $6,000 and that is really going to be dependent upon new puppy versus behavioral challenges and and the duration and the time and you know everything that it takes around it so you know it's that's a big spread it's a big spread but it's a realistic spread
1: as well. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it, based on my own personal experience with dog trainers, Mm -hmm. it, it really does. It's hard from a trainer's perspective to be able to nail that number down Mm -hmm. and offer any guarantees. Right. Right. I imagine. Yes. Um, because it, everything, even if a person can give you a very articulate, very accurate description of their dog and their, their issues, Mm -hmm. um, every day is different and every scenario is yeah. different so it might take one particular dog and human pair 3 weeks to conquer an issue while it might take another dog and human pair 6 weeks to yeah. conquer the exact same issue just because the scenario is different right
0: right, right. and and the goals and their lifestyle yeah yeah Yeah. The other Um, big question that I get is, you know, if I'm spending this kind of money, what, you know, do you guarantee your training? And, and that one is, it's always interesting because I, I can guarantee my training as it relates to me and your dog. I cannot guarantee the training as it relates to you and your dog because I can't control and dictate you. As a human being. Right. I can't say, here's the bubble that you need to live in with your dog, and you can't do anything else. There's just no way to guarantee that. Because what I do with your dog, and and how I'm teaching you, and what you know, in those scenarios, but then you get comfortable and you go, well, I'm going to go hiking off leash because I feel great about it. And then my dog doesn't come and that it's not anything that we ever went over. Right. You know, so it's, that one's a hard one because you can't, I can't guarantee, you, you just can't guarantee as a trainer because there's so many variables involved in it. That makes
1: sense. And animals are animals. And yeah. You, I mean, even with a human, you, you couldn't ask a teacher the same thing. Right. Can you guarantee that my eight-year-old will blah, 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 yeah. blah whatever it is? Yeah. Um, it all depends on if the yeah. eight-year-old right. learns the lessons yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or a coach, you know, can you guarantee that my child's going to make it to the Olympics? Right. No. <laughs> like, there's so right. many variables involved into that, and I'm just a piece of that. So. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, are there questions aside from, from cost and guarantee of training? Are there questions that come up that you think are really good questions that people ask?
0: Um, most of the time I end up answering or giving the information, um, because people don't really know what to ask. They just know they need to ask questions. And I think that's why they give the comparison, like why I just found out from this trainer this, and then why are you so different and why you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I find is the very, you know, it's normal. Um, When, when it's just a cold case calling and they're just shopping around um, is they don't really, they don't really know and so i again i think it's really important to be specific to your dog your lifestyle what you're doing and how does that trainer you know their philosophies fit into that as well and and you know what their goals would be and how they're going to reach them is you know nobody nobody ever asked me like what would your goals be for me in this scenario or mm-hmm. what my goals should be in this scenario or, or what can i expect from my dog at this age or in with this behavior you know, with your training. I think those are really important. What tools do you believe in, in using, um, you know, a range of them? Because I don't know, I don't know until I get working your dog of what tools we're going to work, you know, work towards. Um, I've had many people that sent their dog away to a board and train and they come home and they're on a shot collar and they didn't even know that trainer used a shot collar mm-hmm. and didn't know they yep. were coming home with a shot collar, you know. And and so, you know, what tools are you using to train my dog? Is my dog coming home with those tools? What um, what should I be prepared for? What tools I, do I need to have, when you know, when the dog comes home or when you come to my home for a first or what do I need for the group class? Um, and why, why, you know, what does what, the whys are important um, yeah. and, and not compare or have ask a trainer to compare your, what you're doing to another trainer, but you gather all the information, you write it down and go, this one feels the best. And this is what I'm going to go with. And, and this is why. So you're making that educated decision because then you're more committed to it instead yeah, of that. Makes
1: sense. <laughs> That makes sense. So philosophies of training, tools, um, cost, although we've talked about how that's mm-hmm. hard to nail down, um, and then expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one that, that um, I don't know if I would have thought of that. What are, what are you, as a trainer, mm-hmm. what are your expectations of my dog mm-hmm. in this scenario?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. That is a good one.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think it, it kind of helps you set your goals around that. And I think it helps you learn who the trainer is emotionally, who the trainer is. Yep.
1: Yep. I can see that. Yeah. For sure. And, and maybe also worldview too, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, um, if, if you ask that question, I mean, I can imagine asking that question of one trainer and, and hearing something like, well, my expectation is that you'll be able to, you know, get your dog to sit and down and stay and loose leash walk in the, tr- you know, in mm-hmm. the, in the gym that we train in. Um, and they will pass the course, but mm-hmm. then another trainer might say something like, I expect that you'll be able to walk around the city with your dog on a loose leash and go for some hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a totally different picture. Yeah.
0: Yep. And lifestyle, yeah. maybe that trainer right. that's talking about the city stuff, maybe she got more information from you based on what your lifestyle is and what you want to accomplish.
1: Right. That you want to go out mm-hmm. into the, into the city and walk around. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah.
0: And so you're going to pay $300 for in, you know, in, 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 you know, studio, if you will, you know, training versus, you know, maybe you're going to pay $1,200 for private out and about stuff, but that, but that's your goal. Right. And, and it's a whole different scenario and a whole different time frame for the trainer to do that versus right. in, in a building. Right.
1: Or maybe even um, something like back when I had Austin, the leash reactive black lab, if I had asked you that question, um, you know, you could have given me a very clear, a a more clear picture than I had in my own head. Like, I remember our first conversation and I said, you know, I, I said something like, you know, I, I want to go hiking off, you know, in the, in the canyons and the mountains with this dog. And I guess we did have this conversation a little bit and you said, you know, well, I don't think he's the right dog for you then. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that really set my expectations differently. Um, Like, Oh, well maybe I can't do that. So do I still want to Mm -hmm. go forth with this training? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. I think change, you know, being able to, again, you know, knowing what the the dog and the problems and the, you know, what you've done and, and their story, it just plays such a big role in, in the training package and also setting those expectations, realistic expectations for your dog.
1: Yeah. So maybe if you're a client talking to a trainer, if you ask that kind of question and you don't feel like, the trainer is giving you you a, a response that matches your own lifestyle and mm-hmm. goals. Then that too is is an important piece of information yeah. for you. Like not only the cost and the tools and what the training scenarios during the training time block are going to look like, but what what does the trainer think your goals are mm-hmm. or could be? That gives you a, a really good insight into what they're. Yeah. Whether, whether that's going to match your end goal as yeah.
0: well. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely encourage people, you know, there, a lot of people will do board and trains for two, there's two big reasons why people will do board and trains. One is they don't have the time or they don't want to take the time to put that foundation on the dog. Or two, they're, traveling they have to board the dog anyway so they just as well take advantage of getting it trained instead of just boarding so those are the mm-hmm. top two you know I've got one board and train at the end of the month and they could have started to you know two weeks ago but they're leaving town so we just chose to do it while they're out of town and then you know you're it kind of decreases the cost overall where you're paying for boarding anyway. So you just as well add the training into it and get the whole package, you know, so time, you know, time is, is a big one for people and then just travel. And I guess that kind of relates back to time, but it, um, you know, those things are important to think about as far as sending your dog away. But if possible, I prefer to teach as much as I can in home because I want you to be your trainer and, and it really, truly has driven our um, our goals with our online dog training platform that it's like having us in your home. It is so real. Our lessons are so real. They're very, very descriptive. They're step-by-step guides, and it's just like I'm coming into your home so you could take you know core in our obedience you take you know the first course of offering behavior you do that for a week and then you plop in the net you know plug in and do the next one and you do that for a week and so you know that's where it comes from as I really enjoy teaching people how to be their dog's dog trainer because the relationship and the connection is far better than doing a board and train program.
1: So if you if you could just pick for most people and recommend anything, mm-hmm. if they're available to train their dog, mm-hmm. that's that's your top recommendation is yep. instead of sending your dog away to be trained, mm-hmm. hire a trainer, mm-hmm. yes, if that's what you choose to do. Yep. But train them yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 And if you do have travel, I think it's I think board and train is a great is a great Goal, um, because you then your dog is not just boarding, you know, but um, definitely should have some lessons along with that, so you're not just picking up the dog and not knowing what they've really done, so right, yeah. The and and I think that knowing all of that and and being really specific to your dog, not just dog training in general, I think plays a big role in how and what questions that you would ask because you're going to be emotionally a part of the conversation, not just trying to gather generic information that you can find on the internet.
1: Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So, you know, kind of wrapping this up, Rebecca, um, what would my question back to you, um, being from, you know, me being your trainer into becoming a trainer, you know, what would, what would drive you or what do you think the, like the best thing about our online courses could like just change somebody's life that, you know, it's, it's more cost effective for sure. So take, take that piece out of it. But if you, you know, could you train your two dogs based on our videos, based on n- going through my training program and becoming a trainer?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, as I am working with you as a business partner and putting mm-hmm. all these, this content together and all these videos that we've done, um, two, two things come to my mind as I'm doing it. One is, Yes, this is exactly how I've trained my dogs, um, and it works. And I could follow these videos, and and do the same thing mm-hmm. that I've done with my dogs. And then the other piece to it is there are um, y- y- there's so much to the training methods at Dog Training Three Hundred and Sixty. There's so many so many possibilities and so many tools and so many different ways of of connecting and training with your dog that I even even though we've trained four dogs Mm -hmm, together mm -hmm. as I'm watching these videos I I still uh, watching editing producing these videos I'm thinking oh I should do this with my dogs yeah yeah. (laughs) we did we my dogs have a great recall but we didn't we kind of didn't do this Mm -hmm, part of it mm -hmm. let me let me do this um and so I played around with some of the the content that we're creating and I- incorporated it into my daily routines with my dogs. And so I think the point of that is that the videos and the content that we're creating for people, really, we've dug deep. Mm-hmm. We really have. Mm-hmm. And we've thought of everything. We've really like gone over and over and over each, each component, whether it's basic obedience or recall or um, targeting or... Mm-hmm crate training and, and we've broken it down. And that's something that's really hard to get on the fly. I think, Yeah. you know, when I've watched our, some of the, the basic stuff that we've put together, it, the reason that we didn't do it with my dogs is because it was on the fly. You know, we got what we wanted with my dogs, but I didn't get every piece of your brain. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't get Mm -hmm. every piece of thing that you ever do with other dogs. Yeah. Um, and so the advantage to these videos, I think, is that they're really well curated and um, edited and gone through and and scripted, so that um, we really do encompass everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think I think that's a huge
0: for sure. And I think it's something that we don't like. We get onto the online dog training platform. I new to dog training. I heard about this or found it on you know Google and. And you don't ask a trainer, right? You don't call. You either have to like figure it out or sign up or whatever. <laughs> and you, it's not like you're having a conversation with a trainer necessarily. You could on our right. website, you could, you could send us a, you know, question and, and, and have that interaction for sure. But I think this is such a great, like their online dog training is effective and can be very effective. And that's the way we designed it is just like having us in your home. Yep. So that is wonderful. We hope to see you on our online dog training platform where you have access to all of our training videos, our courses on the course subscription um platform and us at your fingertips to ask all the questions that you want and more. So I hope to see you on there, hope to see you a part of our community, and also hope to see you go on a journey of becoming your dog's dog trainer. Thank you for being a part of our dog training podcast. Our goal is to help you train through the eyes of your dog. We want you to go on amazing adventures and accomplish all your dog training goals. For more dog training, adventure, read our blog and join our dog training community at dogtraining360.com. You can find us on Instagram at dog underscore training underscore 360 and all other social media channels from TikTok to LinkedIn under dogtraining360. We would love it if you shared your dog training
1: journey with us. Now let's get into training.